All right, folks, what are we doing out here? What are we doing? What are we doing in life? Just a quick little motivation, quick little reality. What are you doing if you're not doing your best? If you're not doing your best, why do it at all? I'm just coming on here speaking from the heart. Whatever's flowing out of me is what flows out of me. I pray a blessing of peace and a blessing of understanding and a blessing of purpose inspires you tonight, inspires you to seek the truth and to seek the best version of yourself, which is only found within the source of life, which is found within the one who created you, God, God himself. And with that, let me get a, I wasn't planning on this. Let me just, let me just say this. Let's go to Genesis chapter one. Then the Lord God, or chapter two, my apologies, but I pray this blesses you and you receive this with, with understanding in Jesus name. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living being. We are literally living by the breath of the Lord. We're living by the living, dwelling function of the source of life that comes from the mysterious, loving God. Wow. So, it's wild. God created, he created us. He created man, the species of man, which is woman and man. We're, we're the species of humans out here. I mean, it's just a wild reality we're in. We're just plopped down in the earth. Here we are near Kenosha, in Kenosha County, Wisconsin. You kidding me? Walworth County, Wisconsin. Wisconsin area, <laughs> I mean, good, good. Milwaukee County, Racine County, we're all just right over here, come on now, this is where we're meant to be, at least for now, but uh, we were we were brought up around here, it's just wild, as I was talking about with a friend the other day, like, these are my friends, he was saying, I sometimes think about these, these are my friends, these are who I talk to, these are the people I talk to, this is stuff I do, this is what I don't do, you know, like, I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. We're just smack dab here in this out of seven and a half billion plus people on the earth and over, you know, millions of acres of land on the earth and millions of acres of water for that matter, too. We're just smack dab here in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's pretty wild. So wherever you're, you are, I mean, you're meant to be there. But look at this. Wow. Let's get let's get to this. Not like I said, didn't plan on this. Didn't plan on making this episode either. But God bless us. So here's what God said. Chapter one, verse twenty six. Then God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis means beginning, and it's also the first book of the Bible, so that's pretty cool. Anyhow, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Who's he talking about? Our image. He's talking about himself and his only son who was first born over all creation. Jesus was, in there, was there in the beginning. Because, as it says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then the word became flesh and dwelt on the earth. The word became flesh. How did the word become flesh? It became physical flesh on the earth. Jesus came to die for each and every one of us that we may receive him as our Lord. So anyways, with Genesis chapter 26, repeating it, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, after the likeness of the heavenly father and over his son, Jesus, the true Messiah of all. Ooh, let's just finish the scripture though. So then God said, let us make man in our image. That's so powerful. Our image. You are made in the image of God. You aren't some useless, worthless being. Because like Jesus said, I have come so you may have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't come so you could, oh, you're giving up the pleasures of the world. It's going to suck. Like, no, this is true abundance. This is true life. He came so you can have life more abundantly. So our image, you have purpose on this earth. You're not a useless vessel and you're not just a self-absorbed human being apart from life. Once you get that spirit of God, not even get, you don't earn it. Once you receive it freely by the Father who gives it to you through his Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, are your eyes opened unto the, the truth. 
I mean, I thank God that you're, you're saved. You're saved from the snare of death, truly. Your spirit is. Your physical body, you'll have to suffer death on this earth due to the, the way the world is, you know? We've sins been entertained in this world into the human system. Everyone has sinned. Sin's essentially just a word that has, it has a bad connotation, but the meaning of sin is literally separation from life. It means something deviating from God. And what is God? He's the source of life. If you're deviating from the source of life, if you're doing something apart from the source of life, you're doing something for the source of, source of death, my folks. So God bless us in Jesus' name to help us prevent us from sinning against the Father of creation. So let's read this again. As we got, we already banged this one home, but we're going to keep banging it home because the Lord, the Lord loves us and we love him too. So let's keep, let's keep reading his word. Verse 26, chapter 1, Genesis. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So as humans on this earth, this is why we can manipulate and I, I say manipulate because we can do things that are against the creation in a way, but we have dominion over the animals on the land and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air because God created us to. He created us in his image. He didn't create animals in his image. He created animals as a separate piece of the creation to which our, our, our blessing and animals are beautiful and they provide different functions on this earth. But animals don't have dominion over people and humans are not equal to animals. Every person is made in the image of God. It doesn't say the same for animals. And this whole chapter is describing God creating the earth, the vegetation, the seeds of, of trees and all this beauty. He's going into detail in how... He creates this loving creation that he's going to foster and love and care for and that he's creating man. Look at this. Okay, the revelation came to me, guys. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over the earth and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He gave the earth to, for, to human beings. He gave the earth to man and women so that we may have dominion over all the earth. It was a gift to us. Now... Satan and his demons um, were cast down here. I don't understand that. I don't understand why that goes down, but God's plan will prevail. Praise the Lord. Then Jesus had to come back and, and essentially pay the price for all of humanity to be reconciled to God. I thank God. If you believe with your heart and you profess so with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead, uh, you, you shall be saved, as it says in Romans 10.9. I thank God for that. But we've been given the earth by God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's given it to us as a gift, and we have soiled it, but there is God's handiwork, his presence too. So on to verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Praise the Lord. So when you hear someone talking, you hear these new age belief systems, you hear these strange, um, you know, almost type, almost climate change. You know what I'm saying. If you if you got ears to hear, you know what I'm saying. Almost like climate change type type area of of science type like oh no the earth like we need to we need to respect the boundaries of the earth god gave us the earth folks he gave us the earth to have dominion over it the earth doesn't have dominion over us and that's what goes wrong a lot today we're worshiping the creation rather than the creator there's a creator of this earth don't be worshiping the creation he gave you the creation you're a part of the creation but he gave you dominion over the creation and this is not selfishness and pridefulness shouldn't arise in this to like oh I, I rule this 
Like, no, God gave it to you as a gift. So treat it as such. Treat it with care, treat it with love, and treat it with respect. But exercise, what, what happens when you receive a gift? Someone gives you a gift that is now in your possession. You have authority over that gift. That's up to you how you respond to it. But a respectful way to treat a gift is to handle it with care. You handle it with care, you know? So on to verse 28. So this is how you can refute, uh, oh, we have too many people here. There's, you know, we need, we need GMOs to feed the world. We, we don't have enough food. Like verse 28, we need less people. It's too crammed. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to, you, you're talking genocide of people. How you, what do you mean? The earth's too full. There's, there's some radical stuff about to go down. It's the last days, folks. People, they don't want me preaching the truth. They don't want you preaching the truth. They don't want anyone seeking the truth. And when I say they, they knew who I'm talking about. There's, there's worldly agendas out here. There's government agendas against people being aware of the fact that these people, within government powers and within even demonic powers, I would say, spiritual powers of, of demons are against are against mankind essentially and they're driving it as far away from god as they can but in the end jesus will return to the earth not only in flesh but in spirit he'll be back on the earth he's literally going to return to the earth that ain't no joke and if it was a joke if it was some kind of joke that'd be some kind of sick joke that hundreds of thousands of people have staged their life for and died for and that i would die for too today not that i would i would hope to die but i would hope to live for my great savior jesus and i do so I thank God for that. That's no joke either. Verse 28, though, on to verse 28. <laughs> There's some serious stuff going down. I got I to gotta shed some light on it. We have to figure out how to best function as an army for the Lord. Because I, I liked how it put it in this one song. I like how it was put. Uh, Marcus Rogers, a pastor in Chicago, actually, said, Lord, this is war and I'm fitted for it. I heard your call. I did not ignore it. I'm fitted for war, Lord. But, I, but also, Lord, oh, I heard your call. I receive it. I didn't ignore you. So let's see what verse 28 says, branching off of that. Good segue. God blessed them. He blessed man and woman. He said, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't be limitive. Don't be restrictive. <laughs> you know, don't be restricting what you can and cannot eat or can and cannot, uh, where you can and cannot occupy. Oh, there's only this much land to do with. Like, no, God gave us the, the earth to be fruitful and multiply. And then subdue it, subdue the earth, actually have authority over the operations that go on on the earth. And then it even goes on even further to say, rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Man and women have been given the earth by God. And that's no joke. That's no joke. And that doesn't mean we exercise demonic or sick authority over things to brutalize them as some people do and as some organizations who act as if they are good do but and capitalism it's it seemed to be the best economic system in my opinion but it's 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 debaucherous too man literally exp any any way you can exploiting people for gain that's what we got here in america anything's a price tag and when anything's a price tag as the bible says the root of money is the root of all evil why because you're coveting after something in order to give yourself more power you're coveting after this. You're seeking to hold this ransom. You're seeking to hold this for your own self-fulfillment. You're seeking something to, to rely on to grow yourself through its worldly power. Money is a tool that we can use to do things, but it isn't something that we... The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself, but the love of that worldly money for worldly possessions and for essentially your own demise without being aware of it is the root of all evil.
also subdue it, rule over the earth in earnesty, in truth and modesty. And then a few verses later, it says, God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. It was very good. So the evening and, and the morning were the sixth day. Yeah, I like how it goes through the seven-day stage of, um, of his creation. So the seven heavens and the earth. Oh, then the verse chapter 2, verse 1. So the heavens and the earth and all their hosts were finished. God says we finished it. Let's read this. This is very interesting, too. Verse 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, if you want to follow along. On the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. God's not idle, but he rested from this hard work at which he had done, which is something we as human beings can understand. If we are working hard, there is a day of rest too. Excuse me. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he had rested from all his work which he had created and made. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Now this is going to ruffle some feathers out here. It's going to ruffle some Christians' feathers. Christians, listen up. I, I love my Christian folks. I love my I love my non-Christian folks. And I love I love folks. You guys know how I am out here. But anyways, God bless the seventh day. You know what the first day of the week is? It seems like it's Monday, but the first day of the week is actually Sunday, folks. It starts on a Sunday. At least in our our Gregorian calendar, it starts on a Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. Monday's all oh, the first day of the work week. So it seems like Sunday's the seventh day and the, the holy day that God blessed it to be. Oh, church on Sunday type thing. No, the seventh day of the week is Saturday. Saturday. Listen to this. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's six days. Saturday is the seventh day that God blessed and made it holy, which something interesting. The children of Israel, the Jewish folk, the chosen people of God, which were the anyone who receives God's salvation is is grafted in and also chosen. So I thank God for anyone listening to this that's received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But listen to this, folks. The chosen people of Israel, that's where Jesus went to when he was on the earth, and that's where the story of the Bible originates after the creation is in Israel. It's in Israel. So anyhow, they, they worship God on a Saturday, the Sabbath day. They call it the Sabbath day, which is interesting that we call it Saturday. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying their their word for Saturday is Sabbath, but I'm just saying that's an interesting connection <laughs> or similarity. But Saturday itself is the seventh day. And as my grandpa once told me, true worship to God is on a Saturday, which I considered it. I was like, eh, whatever type thing when he told me. it, I was like, okay, interesting to hear. But then God blessed the seventh day. I'm seeing this in the Holy Bible. Genesis chapter two, verse three. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he had rested from all his work which he had created and made. Sunday is the first day of the week. It's the first day of the week, which means Saturday is the final day of the week. And there's seven days in a week, so it's the seventh day. You get what I'm putting down. <laughs> but anyway, keep your Sabbath day. And if, you're, if you are worshiping God on a Sunday, I think that's great too. If you're genuinely being earnest and worshiping God on a Sunday, I'm not telling you you're, what you're doing is you're going to be condemned for it. There's only one judge, and that's God the Father. That's not me. Thank God he didn't entrust me to do this. He didn't entrust you to do this. He didn't entrust any human being to do this. Because as we see in like a chapter later, God, the fall of, the fall of mankind, of woman and man, they were literally deceived by a serpent. And as my grandma says, what, what is she doing talking to a serpent? Like some strange stuff going on. What she's talking to a serpent for? Like, what is this? So, anyhow... Uh, I wanted to say God is a, he's a true personal God. 
He is a true personal God, and he wants a relationship with you folks. Literally open up your heart to the Lord. Ask him, come and, come and show me that you're real. Ask Jesus. Say, Lord, come into my life. As it says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead and believe, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what it says in Romans 10, 9. Because, and then 10, 10, because with the mouth one confesses unto salvation and with the heart one, and with the heart one believes unto righteousness. If you receive God's blessing and God's gift to be connected to him, you're going to be connected to him. But whatever way you desire to earn it on your own, that's not going to work because as Jesus said, this one hits home. This scripture hits home. For as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to Father God except through him. Why? Because that was God and that was Jesus's plan. And if you don't do something a way that is required to do something, you're not going to come to it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make $100 unless I actually do something that's going to garnish me some gain. I can't, just, I can't just steal an item and then say that's $100. Just because an item has a value of something, that doesn't mean I actually have the money. You got to find a buyer then for the item. You know what I mean? It's kind of a rant. That's kind of a crappy example, I got to be honest. But um, <laughs> I just have to be honest. That was kind of crappy. But you do know what I mean, that if you don't, especially God, he's the creator of all things. And as it says, I believe in Psalms, who are we? Who's the, the clay to question the potter? I mean, who's the clay to question the potter? We are the created vessels. We can't question to an extent, why do we want God to do something a different way? Why do we want God to do something a different way if we weren't the ones that created it in the first place? Think of how arrogant that is. And I think that all the time, like, Lord, why is it this way? like well some of the answers are he's the creator and you're not and we hate hearing that i hate hearing that at times at least but the lord gave made us a way back to him he's not condemning he doesn't he doesn't hate other belief systems in that sense that you think it is the reason that he that no other way gets to heaven is because no other way receives his only son as the lord and savior of mankind and his only son jesus is the lord and savior of mankind and that's why that no other belief system will get you to heaven. And let's, let's, let's put heaven as this. No other belief system will get you to the source of life. You aren't going to get to the source of life who is God the Father unless you go to his son because that's the way he set it up. I don't have a say over this. I wouldn't be saying this if I, if I haven't experienced this, if I haven't been seeing this prevalent in my life every single day, having thoughts and desires to pray for people, to literally pray with strangers. I've prayed for strangers in these past weeks, praise the Lord. That's not my own desires to go pray for people, you know? I've had this renewal within me. The Spirit of Jesus has renewed me, and he's calling your name. Whatever your name may be, if your name is Josh, if your name is Hunter, if your name is Aaron, whatever your name may be, I'm just saying random names. If your name is Faith, if your name is, if your name is Avery, if your name is Colton, if your name is all these different names, I'm literally just saying names, like... You're, God's calling your name. He's calling your name home. And in Jesus' name, you shall be saved if you come to receive his son. That goes for anyone. It goes for any one of my friends. That goes for anyone who doesn't like me. But there's only one way to the source of life, and it comes through God, and it comes through his son, because he set the way back for him. You going to be mad at him because he made a way back to you? Like, he made you to have a way back to him. What's the point in being angry at him when he actually, like, oh, you can go receive a way back to him? 
he's not cutting you off. He could have cut us off when we chose to, we chose to go our own way, because as Satan said in the garden, the the deceiver of, of the brethren, is what he said. He said, "You shall be like, you shall be like gods, knowing good from evil." He enticed Adam and Eve. He enticed Eve, which enticed Adam. They enticed. They were enticed by Satan and, and and demons essentially, to. Uh, to give in to their own ways, to go apart from God, to be aware that they can rule their own destiny. Which, sure, you want to be your own creation? Well, you're going to have to suffer the price that Satan has suffered, which is if you're your own creation, you're apart from the, cre- you're apart from the source of life. So don't, you don't have to be apart from the source of life, my friends. Let's get, a, let's get a good random scripture in. Let's get a good random scripture in. Uh... Ooh, Numbers 24, verse 9. Oh my goodness, guys. Blessed is he who blesses you, and cursed is he who curses you. Don't be blessing. Don't be, of course, be blessing. But don't be cursing people who are blessed, and don't be cursing anyone in general. That's a great message for the night. Blessed is he who blesses you, and cursed is he who curses you. God bless you guys. This was a good one from the heart. I wasn't planning on doing this podcast. It just flowed out. I praise the Lord Jesus. I praise the Father in heaven. And I'm thankful for any one of my brothers or sisters in the Lord Jesus that has been listening to this. And I'm thankful for my friends and my non-friends who've been listening to this. So let's pray. Let's close on a prayer in this good 2.30 a.m. prayer. <laughs> All right, Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for bringing me before you. And I want to pray a blessing of peace and a blessing of joy and understanding over anyone who may be listening to this, man, woman, child, or elder, elderly person. I pray they receive blessing, joy, and I plead the blood of Jesus over them on this day in Jesus' name, that don't no demonic attack can bring them with Satan to hell. In Jesus' name, they will not be cut off from the source of life, but actually be renewed and written down in the Lamb's Book of Life to have a relationship with you and pass through the gates into heaven because they are covered by the blood of Jesus and myself included, God. And I ask for a blessing over our families and I ask for peace and joy unto us all the days of our life and that despite through the struggle, we will see the eternal glory that is with our true Lord Jesus and that we may, we may keep fighting the good fight of faith and finish the race that one day we will be free from the pains of the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, folks. So with that, good night, good morning, good day, and good afternoon whenever you may be listening to this. And as Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. So keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking because it's just out of reach. If something, ah, I got to tie this in with Galatians. This is in Galatians. It says, at the appointed time, you shall reap the harvest if you do not give up. If you do not give up, my friends. What if it takes five years to get something, but you stop at three? What if you don't understand the purpose of something because it takes six months, but you stop at four months? might take 10 years, but you stop at eight years. Keep going, my friends. Keep seeking. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. It doesn't say, do this once and this is going to happen. No. It's, it's, a, it's an open statement. It's like, just, just do this in general. Keep doing this our whole lives. We live a whole life for a reason. Our whole life could be 20 years. It could be 80. We don't know. Only the Father in heaven knows. But I thank God that whoever asks shall receive. Whoever seeks shall find. And whoever knocks, the door will be opened. So God bless you, my friends, in the mighty name of Jesus and the true Son of God. And I hope you guys have a great day or a great night whenever you listen to this.